Hello everyone, I am Ferry Young and this is the Educational Apologetics Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to give you an overview of my thought on redeeming education for the glory of God. First Corinthians 10.31 says, So, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. If you are working for a very powerful person, such as a king, would we not do our work at the highest level possible and according to the highest standard? Certainly the king would not accept inferior work, but he would demand high-quality workmanship. How much more we would strive if the king, to whom we pledge our allegiance, is actually the one person that saved us from death? Would we not enslave ourselves even more to him to achieve the highest standard in the work that he gives us to do? Why? We owe him our life, our all. Therefore, we are thankful to him for saving us. With deep gratitude, we perform our work with exceeding excellence. For we do not wish to displease our Savior, our superior, our King. This reflects a common work ethic of humanity in which we have unwritten rules of behavior. This attitude of expressing gratitude by excellence in our work is ingrained deep within our souls. In this case, the king saved us. Thus, our loyalty to him is founded upon gratitude. Therefore, gratitude is basic for our relationship with the king. And for us, this is normal. This is our human construct to whom we owe our lives we would show gratitude which then prompts us to do our best in every assignment he is giving us. Now, in the kingdom of heaven, where we are citizens, we too owe our lives to the King of Kings. He saves us with his own life. He shed his blood for our sake. He suffered painful agony and injustice so that we may be liberated from the bondage of sin. He died in the most grotesque place, through the most gruesome punishment, so that we may live. This is the greatest salvation in the whole history of humankind. In the end, we no longer inherit eternal death, but through Jesus' sacrifice, God has bestowed upon us the gift of eternal life. Nothing is greater than this. How should this make us feel? Thanksgiving, gratitude, such is only appropriate. So Paul reminds his readers that in everything we do, we ought to do all for the glory of God. Everything we do, we ought to do in the name of our Savior Jesus Christ with gratitude to God. If you are working for a very powerful person, such as a king, 
Will we not do our work at the highest level possible and according to the highest standard? Certainly the king would not accept inferior work, but he would demand high quality workmanship. How much more we would strive if the king to whom we pledge our allegiance is actually the one person that saved us from death? Would we not enslave ourselves even more to him to achieve the highest standard in the work that he gives us to do? Why? We owe him our life, our all. Therefore, we are thankful to him for saving us. With deep gratitude, we perform our work with exceeding excellence. For we do not wish to displease our Savior, our superior, our King. This reflects a common work ethic of humanity in which we have unwritten rules of behavior. This attitude of expressing gratitude by excellence in our work is ingrained deep within our souls. In this case, the king saved us. Thus, our loyalty to him is founded upon gratitude. Therefore, gratitude is basic for our relationship with the king. And for us, this is normal. This is our human construct. To whom we owe our lives, we would show gratitude to which then prompts us to do our best in every assignment he is giving us. If even for eating and drinking the most common casual activities that we do almost without thinking, we are to do them for the glory of God, how much more when we do a more serious activity? Doing things for the glory of God requires us to do them well. And more than well, we ought to do them with the highest standard possible. This means we ought to do our activities excellently. We cannot take things for granted. Everything must be done properly. Everything must be done in total discipline. Everything must work to bring praise to God. If we do less than excellent work, we are bringing shame to God. For the opposite of bringing praise or glorifying God is humiliating Him. By doing things below standard, we humiliate Him who has saved us with His own blood. It is worse when we feel it is okay to work below standard. And it is worse when we do not feel embarrassed, when we are not sad, when we do not regret the quality of our work that is bringing humiliation to God. That becomes the quality of our character. Such is the quality of our gratitude to our King and Savior. It begs the question whether we actually realize from what we are being saved. It begs the question whether we actually understand that we are being rescued from eternal death. It begs the question whether we really appreciate the sacrifice of the Son of God in order to bring us to everlasting life with God. How gravely out of place it is to take God's redemptive work for granted and value it as something unworthy of our total devotion and excellent work. How embarrassing to find that when we work for money, we give everything we have but when we work for God, we give Him the leftover. Many people in this world, when working for money, 
work non-stop, as if their very life depends on it. They give their all for monetary success, and their most excellent work is dedicated to the accumulation of money. Yet, for God, they give the least of their efforts, the leftovers of what they have, reluctantly, as if God is not even worth it. Jesus is right when he says in Matthew 6.21, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The question is, what do we value? Where is our treasure? Is it in heaven or on earth? Obviously, when we take God for granted, we do not have our treasure in heaven, do we? And if we give the best of our life for the accumulation of money, we actually have decided that our treasure is on earth, haven't we? As Christians, our desire ought to be for the treasure in heaven. Heaven is our priority. Pleasing God is our life goal. Contrary to the world that relentlessly pursues material wealth, true Christians often lose their earthly wealth for the sake of the kingdom of God. Our Bible provides wisdom and guidance for us who believe. It provides us with a solid foundation for education. It gives us a sense of peace as we battle sins in this fallen world. I have been working for more than 20 years in Christian education. My vision is that all Christians will unite and work together for the education of God's children. If you enjoy my podcast today, follow and share this podcast and join me in the world of educational apologetics. Now, in the kingdom of heaven, where we are citizens, we too owe our lives to the King of Kings. He saves us with his own life. He shed his blood for our sake. He suffered painful agony and injustice so that we may be liberated from the bondage of sin. He died in the most grotesque place through the most gruesome punishment so that we may live. This is the greatest salvation in the whole history of humankind. In the end, we no longer inherit eternal death. But through Jesus' sacrifice, God has bestowed upon us the gift of eternal life. Nothing is greater than this. How should this make us feel? Thanksgiving, gratitude, such is only appropriate. So Paul reminds his readers that in everything we do, we ought to do all for the glory of God. Everything we do, we ought to do in the name of our Savior Jesus Christ with gratitude to God. Thank you.